Today in our metta practice, we'll be expanding to another ring of beings in this expansion the teachings point to starting with where it's relatively easier and working out towards where it might have a little more challenge and so we start where it may be easier to really feel that connection Traditionally, it is said that the self is easiest and in our own uh, culture we've often found not necessarily so. So we begin in this place potentially of what we call self an easy being, someone for whom it's easy to feel that connection. And then expanding out to a dear friend where there may be a lot of love and a lot of connection and a lot of more spontaneous caring and yet often in a dear friend category and someone, a person who is in that relationship with us, there are often rubs. We know them so well, they know us so well and there are rubs, you know, well yes I love that person but why did they do that thing? And so it brings up the uh, some of what Greg talked about as the far enemy potentially, or the near enemy with the dear friend, the the confusion between that unconditional love and the kind of reci- reciprocal kind of expectation of some kind of reciprocity. Today we'll be expanding out to what is often called the neutral person. This is someone that we don't know very well, someone who we may have contact with but don't really have much of a relationship with. And so this kind of represents in a way a turning point in our metta practice we can think in a way that the neutral person is a stand-in for the vast majority of beings on this planet that we don't really know. So almost a, a kind of a, a representative of our relationship to all beings in a specific person. I find the use of specific people helpful rather than thinking generally of categories, you know, all of my dear friends or all of the people I don't know. What the bringing in a specific individual does is really kind of highlight the relational, highlight what our relationship to that person is and how we feel, what happens when we try to wish that being well. We try to wish our dear friends well. We may sometimes just have it flow and feel like, yeah, I really want my friend to be happy. And then sometimes we come up with that rub. 
And we're not trying to deny that rub. Really, the we can think of, maybe one of the other teachers used this analogy. Um, Guy Armstrong sometimes uses the analogy of metta being like running a metamagnet over our heart. And what does a magnet do? It pulls its opposite. And so we can think of this practice of bringing these phrases up, bringing the wishes, the intention towards well-wishing up, as kind of being the magnet that will pull out into consciousness our um, resistances to that well-wishing. So in choosing a neutral person, again, an actual person that perhaps you've seen, it could be somebody here on retreat that you just don't know very well, it could be somebody in your daily life that you've seen a lot, a, um, a postal worker or a, a, a clerk at the store, somebody that you've seen a lot but don't have a, a strong uh, relationship with, that there's a feeling of kind of not knowing much about them. Just a kind of a neutral kind of feeling there. as we bring the phrases or the wishes of well-being to a neutral person. Often I think we do in wishing well for a benefactor or for ourselves or for a friend. We know something about what it would mean for them to be happy or for ourselves to be happy healthy, safe, and at ease. With a neutral person, we don't know the specifics of their lives. And so we can't necessarily... Sometimes when I was doing metta for... On one retreat, I did a a month-long intensive metta practice here. And I picked one of my... I picked a dear friend who's an artist as my dear friend person. And, you know, I would just envision my friend in her artist studio, knowing that that was a place that she was really happy and that kind of brought in that quality of, yeah, I really hope you have that connection with your art and love and uh, express yourself in that way. But with a neutral person, we don't have that information. And so we more explore the well-wishing through what it means to be a human being that might be happy. Just the general, the happiness of having loved ones around us, the happiness of of having people care for us, the safety of having a place to live and having food, the health of being able to take care of ourselves. And so the 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 connection with these phrases, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and at ease, is more reflecting on the human wishes, the the wish for all humans to have that in our just basic human ways. 
in a way connecting with our shared humanity in this part of the practice. So it can be, there's kind of two, two sides that people sometimes, sometimes have, some relationships with the neutral person. Some people actually find that the neutral person is their easiest being precisely because there isn't the complication. It's, it seems simpler in a way to just wish somebody, a, a person that we don't know, just, yeah, I, I hope you're happy. For some of us, the, uh, the wishing, the well-wishing for a neutral person is a little more challenging because there's not the specificity. It may be harder to connect with those wishes because we it, it can be harder to to deeply care about somebody that we don't know. We might might find our mind wandering off, getting bored. That's okay. This is part of the the filings <laughs> that are not meta being pulled out by exploring this. So we just notice our relationship. Another. Um, I'll offer this. I, I don't think one of the other teachers offered this, but maybe you've heard it. If you have, it bears repeating, I think. The, um, the practice of metta, these phrases that we offer, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, may you live with ease. They are expressions of an intention from our heart, wishing other beings well. So that well-wishing as an intention, um, it's like the, the, the use of a phrase, the connection with an intention, essentially we're connecting with a thought here. I think of metta practice as a reflective practice. We're bringing in thought into our mind and using that in our meditation. And so bringing in that thought, connecting it with our embodied experiential, uh, the embodied experiential level, how does that wish, expressing that wish for that being, may you be happy, Guy suggests, Guy, this is from Guy Armstrong again, you know, he suggests having made that wish, step in kind of to the area internally in the heart area, the heart and chest, and just see how does it feel to have made that wish. And to me this was a huge um, benefit for metta practice, because before that it had mostly been kind of in my mind, thinking of it just as a mental practice of saying these phrases. But saying the phrase, how does that thought affect your experience now? So give yourself an opportunity to feel it. It might be that there's a little bit of an opening, a releasing in the heart, or it might be there's a contraction. That's just what we recognize. This is how it feels to make this wish right now. 
And if you do feel a contraction, just remember, it's the metamagnet doing its job, making these relationships of resistance, of holding on, making them conscious, making them available to be released, to be seen and known. Another analogy I like about for the metta practice is that of a washing machine. The clothes we put into the washing machine, maybe they have you know dirt ground into the clothes. So we know that's that's the what we're putting them into the washing machine to pull the dirt out of the clothes. We have the water, and then we put the soap in the. Um, there. And then there's the kind of the agitation of the washing machine. The, um, the water I think of as like our, our consciousness, our awareness. The soap is like the metaphrases. And the dirt ground into the clothes is kind of like all of our relationships, the habitual old habits and patterns of relating to people around this relationship of well-wishing. And so we put the clothes into the washing machine, turn it on, and it agitates. And the, the job of the soap is it kind of attaches to the dirt, and it's got a stronger connection. The, the chemical nature of soap is that it connects to the dirt, and so the, the soap uh, kind of grabs onto the dirt and pulls it out of the clothes and puts it into the water so that it can be rinsed away when the, the water goes down the drain. And so similarly, in our metta practice, the metta phrases are kind of like the soap that's kind of searching out that old old habits and patterns that are deeply ground into our minds and pulling it out into our consciousness so that it can be washed away. And the kind of repetition of the phrases, it's like that... Agitation of the washing machine. So I'll say one more piece before we step into a practice again today. When there's difficulty in the metta practice, you know, with the neutral person in particular, I mentioned there might be boredom or kind of like disconnection or dryness. You know, just notice that and keep going. You know, it's just, okay, that's the relationship right now. That's what's being pulled out into the wash. Yep, there's a dryness there. Just kind of keep going. If it gets too challenging, if there's, um, sometimes there can be a lot of aversion. Sometimes we can just let the aversion you know, kind of come up. It's just like the metta is releasing it. On that retreat I mentioned, where I was doing metta, as every hour that I remembered, every moment that I remembered when I was awake, I was a dishwasher here in the in the dining room. And uh, I was doing, you know, the metta phrases as I was doing the dishwashing. And I would see myself get frustrated as the door would stick and, you know, the switch wouldn't work very well and I'd find my mind just explode in this aversive 
thing. Like, who designed this stupid machine anyway? And may all beings be happy. <laughs> you know, not having to like hold on to that, just like, oh yeah, there it is being released. And may all beings be happy. <laughs> so it's it, you don't have to necessarily like as soon as a um, reaction like that, as soon as any kind of aversion or difficulty comes up like that, see if you can just keep going. Because sometimes it's just a release into the, into the consciousness. It's just the release of the dirt into the water. And it can be washed away. If it gets more um, activated, if the aversion begins to gain an upper hand or the desire begins to gain an upper hand, then there's some useful tools. And as we move further along in this practice of different beings, um, it can be one, one, of the, one of the helpful shifts that we can make is to shift back to a place where it's a little easier. So if you're doing the neutral person and you find it's getting really dry and you just like space out for minutes at a time, then it may be useful to come back, bring in um, the easy being, the benefactor again. See if you can connect with that quality of well-wishing. And then go back to the neutral person. So that's a, that's a good kind of first step if, it fi- if you find it's a little too challenging. Step, no, bring in a, uh, go back to a category where it's a little easier to feel the connection. Then, of course, you can shift to um, Vipassana practice for the difficulty. And another thing that I found useful um, is to shift the phrases from being stated in the positive, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, to be stated kind of in the negative, may you be free from distress, May you be free from illness. May you be free from danger. So the same sentiment just expressed as may you be free from rather than may you have something. Sometimes I found that's a little bit easier to connect with. And an interesting piece of that, well, there's two interesting pieces. One is that the in the Pali, the metaphrases have that quality. They have that, um, the, the words that are used have that, may you be free from something, as opposed to may you have something. And the other piece of it is that it's a little bit um, closer to the compassion sentiment. May you be free from suffering. May you be free from danger. May you be free from illness. If that's kind of in the terrain of the compassion phrases. And so that's another thing that can be useful if you're struggling with the metta practice. Sometimes you can just shift to, for myself at times I found in the metta practice, it was so challenging at times. I just felt like I had this steel band around my chest. It's so painful I couldn't even remember the metta phrases. And Guy Armstrong, one of my metta teachers, said, you know, you could just try shifting to compassion for yourself. And the phrase there, just one phrase, may, may I be free from suffering. And that was, that was quite easy to, to shift to. So that's another option if it's challenging to work with 
metta, challenging to work with a particular being. So in terms of difficulty, first of all, just can you stay with the phrases, just kind of let it see if it's just coming out in the wash, shifting to an easier being, shifting to Vipassana practice, shifting the phrases to the negative phrasing, or shifting to compassion and potentially compassion for yourself. So we'll, we've been doing this for a while now, so we'll start, I'll start with just a little bit of a reminder about how to settle in. But then as we go, I'll just offer a few gentle reminders about, you know, now you might want to shift to the next category. Now you might want to shift to dear friend. Um, So I won't like be saying the phrases continually. There'll be much more room for you to just be exploring this in your own, in your own way. So connecting to your posture, finding a posture that's comfortable, as comfortable as can be, both comfortable, relaxed, and alert. And letting your attention kind of connect in the area of your heart. Just feel whatever is there in this moment. How are you? That kind of question itself is a kind of metta for ourselves. How are you right now? As if a dear friend were asking that question and really wanting to know the answer not wanting you to cover over anything. How are you right now? And maybe reflecting on something that you appreciate about your own goodness. And if this is a little bit of a ripple in your mind or challenging, I will just offer you my appreciation for your willingness to be here right now. It's a rare, beautiful, and amazing gift to yourself and to the world. So let yourself appreciate that. It's a beautiful quality. We all share this here.
And today we'll begin with self. Allowing yourself to connect with some sense of yourself, perhaps the felt sense of yourself sitting here, or an image of yourself. And begin offering yourself these wishes. May I be happy. And letting yourself feel, how does it affect the heart and mind to express that wish? May I be healthy. May I be safe. May I live with ease. Continuing for yourself for the next few minutes.
if it feels appropriate for you, bringing in an easy being or a dear benefactor, someone who's really supported you in your life. Letting yourself connect with this being. Taking a few moments to feel that relationship. I would sometimes envision myself standing with the person and just feeling the energy of like being in their presence. And again, with each being, it's useful to maybe just reflect for a moment on something you appreciate about that being. And notice how that reflection affects your heart and mind. And begin offering the wishes of well-being to this being. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe. May you live with ease. Continuing with self or benefactor, whatever feels most resonant for you in this moment.
And if it feels resonant for you at this moment, allowing yourself to bring a dear friend into your mind, to connect with a dear friend, reflect for a few moments on something you appreciate about this friend. And begin offering them the wishes of well-being. Now allowing the connection with a neutral person, someone you may not know well. Maybe a little harder to visualize the person, but just seeing if you can potentially hold them in some fashion in your mind, maybe places you've seen them And in terms of appreciation, if it's somebody in your life, like a postal worker or someone who works in the store, just reflecting on how that service supports you, 
that we are all connected. We all support each other in this life. We wouldn't be able to live without this interconnectedness that we share. If it's a person here on the retreat, just recollecting that they are doing something here, wiping tables or chopping vegetables, that also is a gift, something to appreciate. I'm beginning to offer them the phrases of well-being, the wishes of kindness. At any time, if it feels too challenging to work with this particular person, you're welcome to shift to an easier, to where it's easier. To your dear friend or easy being, perhaps, or yourself.
Thank you for your metta practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.